This podcast is brought to you by Media 8. Have you ever seen such chaos? What? Can't speak English. Are we live? Are we live? Are we live yet? We're live. Uh, bear with me. We have these two lunatics on here today. That, I don't know. Does that work? Can we hold up like that? Who knows? Look at Holly Oaks stretching his neck up so he looks skinnier. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> anyway... G'day everybody and welcome to Sports Corner, the only place you get three fat blokes and an ex-England cricket captain telling athletes how shit they are and what they do as well as a bit of praise when it's needed. Rob. G'day Brett. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Hello <laughs> Mr Hollyoak. Don't go missing now. Oh, he's walked. How are you Adam? How are you guys? How are you? Well, well, a lot better off than the uh, England cricket team. Wow. It didn't take long, did it? Nah. <laughs> Not a, at all. It's a long series. It's a long series. I don't think it matters, though, does it? One nil. Did they name that stand right. after you, the Hollies? <laughs> they, it... um, when we normally do the podcast, cricket's normally... Last subject we talk about, but as soon as there's an Ashes one and, and and Australia gets a win, this is like the first topic. And I mean, I you might see a theme to today. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, we're coming to you live from Arundel on the Gold Coast. That's Rob and myself. Where are you, Christopher? Uh, I'm in down. No, I'm in West Hollywood. Oh, look at oh. you, a bit posh. And what about you? I had a place called Hotel Ziggy. Hotel Ziggy. Yes. Ziggy, Ziggy, Ziggy. Love that. Where are you, Smokes? Well, I'm in Harley Street. Uh, I don't know if anyone of you people... It's the medical... In... That's where you get all the plastic surgery in the UK. What are you getting done? Oh, dear. Uh, well, every... look at the state of me. I need to work. So, um... You're only there for six get weeks. Get the hair done. <laughs> <laughs> I need... Ooh, with my oh, did we lose him? I landed in, I landed in England, and a, a friend of mine, actually the guy who did, he ordered my hair transplant out back in the day. Mm. And, um, you may laugh at the fact that I have a hair transplant, but this will give you an idea of how many other people have had hair transplant. It looks great. He said, thank you. He said to me... <laughs> Saying whilst you're here, I said, I, I'm just going to be staying with friends and in hotels. He said, I have two apartments that are free for you if you want. I've got a three-bedroom or a two-bedroom, both on Harley Street. Which one would you prefer? I said, the three-bedroom, of course. I'm on my own. But um, yeah. um, so I'm currently residing in the penthouse apartment in Harley Street in the heart of London. So As you do. A man who's a lot of money of putting extra hair on people's heads. you got to love that, don't you? So, we're in the wrong business. <laughs> we are definitely in the wrong business, mate. We I've, are. Just been LA, I've just been to an LA Gallery. Let's see game. 
How was that? The uh, uh, it was good. They, there was a two-all draw. Oh, um, exciting! The crowd did not stop um, banging on drums for t- for ninety minutes because the game uh, was, so was exciting. Good. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. four goals in soccer is pretty good. Did you have a bet on it? No, no. Oh, that's good. Shouldn't gamble. Gamble responsibly. You could be spending your money yeah, in better places. So, boys, this week's uh, yeah, exactly. this this week's intro question is maybe to do with the theme. What's your favourite Ashes moment, Rob? Oh, without a doubt, um, Peter Siddle's hat trick. Oh, really? Yeah, he got it twice. What do you mean? Well, he got a hat trick on his birthday. Yeah. Right, and then I think it was Stuart Broad may have straight away just no, 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 I'm not out. Let's yeah. let's review this, and so it took him about another thirty seconds or a minute, and they reviewed it, and he got it. So he got it twice. They got it, yeah. So the Gabba went sick twice. It was fantastic, <laughs> without a doubt. That's my favourite moment. Well, mine was Warney's stump dance at Trent Bridge. Oh yeah, that was a very good moment in uh, cricketing history. Yep. What about you, Christopher? Um, oh, I don't know. The whole two thousand and five series was like was fucking epic and probably the best series I can remember. Yeah. Um. As a whole, like it was, it was awesome, and I was I was living in Malta at the time, so I watched it all in prime time um, at the pub. So it was pretty good. Did you play in that series, Mister Holyoke? Are you retired by then? No, no, I never played in the winning Ashes series. No, so I I turned professional in 1989, which was the last time England had won a, an Ashes, and the next time we won an Ashes was. 2005, the year I retired. So, um, <laughs> so is, there something, I, is there a theme there? My contribution to the Ashes is evident. <laughs> so what's your favourite Ashes moment? Well, actually, the, the stump dance um, is not, well, not my favourite moment, but that, I, that was my test debut, that one. So um, welcome to Test Cricket with um, having Warney dancing in front of you with a stump. <laughs> but um, probably... My my favourite moment is having beaten Australia three 0 in the one days, and I'd actually got on top of a a, a Shane Warne who was coming back from um, finger surgery, so a, a below par Shane Warne I'd got on top of. So I thought I'd got on top of the proper Shane Warne. So um, he came on to bowl in that Test match, the Stumpdown Test match, and he started bowled over the wicket and I actually started to get on top of him again and um, he then went around the wicket to start bowling into the rough which is often seen as a defensive move so um, I told him to take his bra off and bowl over the wicket and stop chucking it out into the rough and then basically for the rest of the series he owned me so uh, (laughs) (laughs) is, is getting a very cold dose of reality that you don't I've got a question for Adam, actually. Adam, were you actually at the test match at the first test? No, I didn't. I didn't get to the first test. Oh, wow. Um, I actually, I don't know. Um, I'm probably the, um, I probably had the worst view of it as well. I ended up at a friend's house in the last uh, session. He he didn't have Sky TV, so I had to listen to it on radio. It felt like I was 16. (laughs) So, uh, Well, it makes a lot of sense. 
It makes right. a lot of sense because every ex-English cricketer was shown on TV at some point. Except Adam Holyoke. Except Adam Holyoke. So I thought, bloody hell, the bloke, either no one loves him or he's not actually there. And now I found Mate, out he's, he's not actually there. he's for free in Harley Street. Obviously, someone loves him. That's right. True. Okay, well, boys, let's get into yeah. this. Thanks to our major sponsors, Official Beer Co., Platinum Standard, Grading, Local Card Shop and Meteorate Sports. This week is all about the Ash- Aussies win the Ashes, Basball, like what the fuck is that? Zoo is a true Aussie hero. Warnie on the telly, Warnie as a man, cricket ball, crickle ball update, state of origin, we'll might cover that for a second or two. Uh, and then other random sporting crap as normal. But uh, let's get started with the Ashes. We've already gone there, but I just want to give you a little bit of trivia. The Ashes is a test cricket series played between England and Australia. The term originated in a satirical, how do you say that? Satirical, that's what I'm after. Uh, Obituary published in a British newspaper, because we know how good they are, the Sporting Times, immediately after Aussie's 1882 victory at the Oval, uh, Smokes' second home, and uh, it was the first test win on English soil. The obituary stated that English cricket had died and that the body will be cremated and ashes taken to Australia. Then, everyone thinks that's where the urn come from, but it's not. The urn actually came around in the next series back in England, and it's, uh, it's actually not the official trophy. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I learned all this today. It was provided to the England captain by a woman, Florence Morfair, in 1883 after they won the two tests, and he ended up marrying her one year later. So after England won? Won the next... Series. Yeah, so then they made a trophy when then they, they made won. a trophy. Yeah. yeah, okay, gotcha. And the urn has a burnt bale in it. The Ashes series traditionally kiss, consists of five tests hosted in uh, either England or Australia every two years. There's been seventy-two series. Australia's one thirty-four, England are one thirty-two, and six drawn. Here's a bit of trivia for you, Adam. Which English bowler took a hat trick at Sydney in nineteen ninety-nine? Oh, he's a legend. Aaron Goff, indeed. Who scored the most runs in Ashes, Rob? Uh, no idea. Adam uh, Holyoke. Adam? Alistair Cook. Nah, Christopher? Christopher Cook. <laughs> Captain Cook. Uh, uh, Steve Waugh. Donald Bradman, 5,028. We should have really seen that one coming. Who took? Uh, the, who's taken the most wickets? Warney. How many? Lots. 195. Excellent. He's got it. There we go. So that's the Ashes, and obviously the Aussies won, as we uh, mentioned earlier. What I want to know, boys, and Adam, you're probably the best to uh, explain this to me. What the fuck is Bazball? Actually, I found this out, like, properly last night. And I, had some, I went out to a dinner with the Surrey Cricket Foundation, and the old Surrey chairman is now the chairman of the ECB. He was holding the interviews for the new England coach. Now, um, it's a fascinating story. He walked into his interview to, um, um, to interview for the job as a coach. He said, I will make people want to watch Test Cricket again. That was all his interview was. He said, and then they were like, yeah, but are we going to win? He said, win or lose, people are going to what I will say is Test Cricket for this country. And that was how he got, and he said he got given a job within five minutes. So, Basball is basically entertaining the people. Um, it's trying to bring test cricket back in. But Basball is basically about playing without fear and going out and being ultra positive and aggressive, not playing for a draw, playing for the win in any scenario. So, um, 
and you know, hey, put the result aside for a second, or we'll put it away for the whole podcast if you want. <laughs> but um, second, what a what a game of cricket, and you know how much are we loving and looking forward to the second test because of it. So, and probably that's largely due to the uh, positive nature with which England played the test match in, and historically. England haven't been as positive as Australia with the way they play, but um, man, but in a nutshell, baseball is about whacking it and being ultra aggressive and declaring early. Look, yeah, Adam, Adam, you've you've captained you've captained cricket teams, I believe. Um, yeah, what did you read into that declaration? I actually thought it was a genius stroke. Uh, I think it was a genius stroke. I I wouldn't have done it myself. That doesn't mean it's not right. Um, I thought it was a genius stroke, and it just didn't go. It just didn't pay off. I mean, but what were they going to get out of those last, you know, wicket or two? Probably not many runs. But if they'd taken one or two wickets that night, that's exactly that, that's exactly my thought too. That if they had had Australia one for ten at the end of that that day's play, then that would have been one of the greatest moves in Test cricket history. But they didn't. Well, as as Ricky Ponting now, Adam, did you did you hear about Ricky Pont? Kevin Peterson. Right, yeah. The guy has a penis growing from his forehead. Wow! Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely giving it to the Australians. Did you have you seen what he did on Sky Sport? I'm aware of Kevin, and uh, I'm also aware of that interview. So yeah, he's, Kevin's was, South African, though. Isn't guy, it? I guess it was brilliant. Did you did you no, see I it? Seen so it. What was it? They're at that at the lunch break or whatever, and and Peterson is just saying. Root had it all over the Australians. He's in their head. He's done. Look how brilliant he is. And Punter's just gone, yeah, but he's out. And he made, <laughs> and he made 40. <laughs> so poor old uh, poor old. Uh, he was rooted. He was. But no, Kev, uh, Joe Root batted amazing. Yeah. And he just showed why he's, he's now the number one test cricket batsman again. Better than Uzi? Well, he's number one on the list. He's, really? Yeah, he's regained the world number one ranking. And... It was just an amazing scene on the start of the, I think it was the fourth day, where the first ball he went to ramp, went for a ramp shot, first ball of the day, and that's that's if you want to underline is that what baseball? that is, baseball as far as as a spectator like myself is, that yeah. is that is baseball, that and the amazing field positioning that uh, Stokes used. Really, I just thought it was I thought it was amazing, and I I, I loved watching this. I love watching and I love watching the Australians' reaction to the to the baseball concept because you have to be, you have to beat it. You can't just go along with it because if you try and match it, you'll be gone. So how does one beat it? I think like what Australia did, they just ground it out. Didn't change their plan. They played their game. Christopher, did you watch it at all? Yeah, I watched bits and pieces. Um, it was on very, very early in the morning. I think it's the first balls at three a.m. So. Normally, I'd wake up at 6 o'clock and watch an hour before getting up and doing stuff. But I watched the most of the last day while doing a tour of um, USC, the University of Southern California, um, which is the home or will be the home of LeBron James's son next season. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it was good. I think that what uh, I think Rob said, the, the fielding, um, placement and then the, the strategies um, were fucking awesome. Like even like with um, Scott Bolland, like they bowled short to him um, and, and did the, and moved the fields like like so it looked like they were going to bowl just constant short balls. 
and then floated one outside off stump and he was gone second ball. Um, I think oh, I really like baseball. Like it's you almost guaranteed a result. Um, like the draw, I think before a, a game starts, it's normally at like thirty bucks. Like I think every England game you could blow that out because they're not going to draw unless weather is a massive factor. It's, it's interesting, um, isn't it? I think, yeah, I think it's good. What do I don't you, know um, if you're going to say... What, what but, happens if he, if they lose the series? Does he get hooked? Or do they keep it nah. going? Oh, I, think I, think they keep, I think they keep going with it. So here's one for you, Smokes. You the, ne- the next topic we're going to talk, you've already sort of touched on, which is Warney. How would Basball have gone... Back in against those boys, because they were a pretty special cricket team, weren't they? They were. I mean, you can tactics are tactics, aren't they? They're important, but you can't you can't beat brilliant. I mean, that was a superstar side. I didn't have them, and you can you can have tactics. You can try and do things and try and damage limitations. But at the end of the day, tactics can get you you know five or ten percent. But that guy, that was a special team. You know, you look at that team and there was three guys in one team of 11 that probably play in the all-time greatest test team of any country. Yeah. So, you know, you got McGrath, Warren, and, and Gilchrist probably get into the, the, the greatest 11 of all time. So, you got three of those. And then the other guys weren't mugs either. So, um, you know, you got those three. And then before you even start talking about the War Brothers or Ian Healy or... Um, you know, uh, Slater and, or, you know, it's an incredible, incredible asset. So maybe it wasn't just you turning professional that made England cricket shit. Maybe it was just that everyone else was really good. Is that what you're saying? That might have had something to do with it because I think they did, they did that to quite a few other people. I was going to say that. <laughs> so born in 1969 in Upper Fern Tree Gully in Victoria, Shane Keith Warne, AO was an Australian international cricketer whose career ran from 91 to 2007. Warren played as a right-arm leg-spin bowler and a right-handed batsman for Victoria, Hampshire and Australia. He left a $20 million fortune when he passed away. Not bad for a fat kid from the gully. Uh, but what's happened at the moment is they've made a new TV show and it's getting released here next Sunday night. And I don't know. I don't feel right. What do you reckon, Rob? It was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, but is it too early? I know we've touched on this once before, but fuck. I really don't. I don't have a problem with it. I mean... You come up with something good today, though. Tell I'd, the boys what you read today. Well, I don't know I don't know if it's made its way over to England, this story, but um, during the filming of the Shane Warne documentary, there was a sex scene and um, an injury occurred during the sex scene. <laughs> so they had to abort the scene. And I, I just... It's my Wrong opinion... Word. My opinion that uh, Warney was up there watching this sex scene and just pissing himself laughing and going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fuck him right now. <laughs> what so you, who, who got injured? Both of them. The injury, the injury during the sex scene was what? To the actors or in real life? Did they have to reenact it? Oh, no, no. It was to the actors. It was to both actors and they end up both in hospital. So I don't know what the injury was. No, I have no idea. Which, which sex scene was it? Was it the threesome where he had that huge inflatable cock? Yeah, no, I don't know. That's we Chris. haven't watched it yet. Yeah. It's on Sunday night, mate, when you get yeah. back. We're waiting for you to get back before we put yeah. it on TV. <laughs> but I, I did, won't be watching it. I did a search up on this today, and then I reminded me in 2009 they made Warney the musical. 
<laughs> yeah. And it spun into Perth. I thought that was quite amusing. I went to it. Did you? Was yeah. it good? No, it was crap. Absolute oh. rubbish. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I spoke to Warney about that, and he was, at the time he was fuming. He was like, how are they allowed to do this? So had, they didn't have his permission. They didn't have anything. They just, he couldn't quite grasp how people were allowed to do a play about him without asking <laughs> him. So, um, well, who, who would play you in the Adam Holyoke musical? Elton John. Well, it would be Enrique Iglesias, I would have thought. Um, yeah. Better than Gary Glitter. <laughs> probably, I'd like to be Enrique Iglesias, but in reality, it'd probably be Danny DeVito, I think. So, uh... <laughs> well, interestingly, um, on the Warn TV show, Simone and the kids are not happy. No, they're not because they weren't even consulted. Yep, so it's similar to the well, um, show. No, I, I don't see why they would be. Well, they what? Sorry, well, mate. We are, I don't know why they would be happy. They're going to absolutely butcher it. Yeah, of course they are. It's the show and, everyone and the wants other, to watch. The other, the oh, other thing is, if, if they do a movie about you, you would like to think, that they would choose an actor that's better looking than you, or at least on a par. <laughs> I've seen. Oh, he looks. Like, he looks like they've got him from down the pub. It's. Um, it's. Uh, I don't know. I know Warney's not going to be happy about that because a god infused, amazing bowler, a beautiful man, but maybe a touch vain. So um, <laughs> a touch. <I> think- <laughs> he he would have wanted Chris Hemsworth to play. Yeah, of course. Uh, exactly. And even, and even then he would have said, I don't think your shoulders are quite as big as mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the bit that devastated me on the shorts was the fact they brought in a chick that doesn't even look like Liz Hurley. Oh, there's one of the most beautiful women in the world and they've got this minger on there. Minger. I haven't seen big minger for years. <laughs> I like that. Great word. <laughs> anyway, that's on this week, so I'm sure we're going to talk more about that. Uh, this next topic we're going to just touch on, Christopher. Uh, last time you and I watched a game together uh, for this, which is the State of Origin, was last year when we were in Las Vegas. It was three a.m. in the morning, and we found a dodgy old English pub there. We sat there with the boys with from um, Thunder Down Under, uh, and to watch the Origin. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the game wasn't too bad. Um, Last night was seriously the first Origin game I've never gambled on since I've been allowed to gamble because I couldn't back against New South Wales. I just don't let myself. And I knew we were going to lose it. I didn't. I knew it was more than 13 plus, but fuck, it was horrible. Where were you at, bud? I was asleep. Oh, Good call. Probably not a bad call, to be no. fair. No, well, we'd, I'd been to a WNBA game and... Got home late and just I didn't see the value in waking up to watch them lose. Yeah, it was a good point. Have you watched the highlights or anything? Or well, is there any? No, oh, mate, hell well, yeah. I saw the scores. There's lots of highlights. Six or something. When you play the fight, yeah, it wasn't even a fight. There was a couple of headbutts at the end with twenty seconds to go. Yeah, I watched that. I, I thought it was pretty good when that bloke got sent off and he was cheering. Yeah. And clapping that, like he was like the that pretty boy. That, that bloke, was pretty good. That bloke, Reese Walsh, the yeah. uh, best fullback in the country. Yeah. They, those three guys only got fined well, as well. No suspensions. Well, that's, yeah, well, that's 
But I seriously like. As look a, at Ollie Oaks in there just smirking because he's, he's Queenslanders one. Yeah, exactly. When he's not even from Queensland. Well, either am I. Well, yeah. Well, you two are just ringers. Yeah. What's going on? But the fact is, right? As a Queensland supporter watching last night, I'm actually amazed at how much hate there has been from New South Wales fans because I didn't think they played that badly. What? They got Damien Cook playing in the centres. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, that's that's Freddie Fitler. That's well, not, he's the man that the hates all towards. Right. I reckon. Because you look at that game, the first try. Whew, okay, it was as a Queensland. That was, was a great try. Six foot forward. No, least. no, that was the second one. Oh, was it? Yeah, the first one was when he. Oh, he didn't I touch he, the ball. I then. thought he bounced it. Yeah. yeah. Second one went forward. So you take those two out. It's nil all at half time. Then you got balls that bounced and literally bounced over New South. Everything went Queensland's they way did last go night. Queensland's way. And um, you know, possession was fifty five percent New South Wales, forty five percent Queensland. Queensland just defended like their lives depended on it. And we threw the ball out six times. Really? Yes. Oh. Literally threw the ball out. That's a little funny. And lost the ball. Did you say the... David Cook was in the centres? Yeah. Yeah, so Tommy did a pictorial three minutes in. He's out for the season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And They, they uh, left Cam Murray on the bench. And then, yeah, leave, leave Murray on the bench and put Cook in the centres. Oh, that's... That was yeah, so bad, but he's, he's gone. He's got to go. And he's then when he jolly. when he was asked about it in the press conference, he said, "Oh yeah, I spoke to Cookie early in the week and yeah. told him that might happen." <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> Turbo anyway, might do a peck. Hollyoaks sitting there smirking. What was your thoughts? Did you watch it? Oh mate, I I uh, um, I tried so hard to watch it, but I was <laughs> on the golf course at all. I mean, you got to hate golf. And you know how much I love Origin. And I had four tickets to the Origin, and which I'd given to my two boys and Steve, um, Steve NG and his son, Jacob NG. So they all went to watch. So I was getting updates from them, but I tried to watch it. But, man, I had to play golf. So, but it's been great listening to you guys give every excuse um, possible. I mean, I'll say this. You guys... A really unfortunate run into it, like the injuries. You know, Nathan Cleary once he goes, that's a, that's a huge thing. All the other injuries to like really important players. I don't think I've ever seen in the short time I've been watching State of Origin, you know, fifteen years or something like that. A side go in. If they had a full side, you you kind of you know it's a good game. And then, but I've never seen injuries to so many key players made it virtually impossible for. Um, New South Wales win the game. I thought that was that was my opinion of it. You can talk about referees all you want, and you can talk about, but at the end, and you know, you can talk about Freddie Fiddler and what have you. But at the end of the day, I think you guys injuries lost it for you. It just don't, and then to lose Turbo in the first five <laughs> minutes of the game as well. I mean, too much to overcome for anyone, I think. Maybe I think it's really simple. I think there's a Queensland way of doing stuff. And I think their heart, their soul and everything's in it. Whereas the New South Wales guys, they're going to play a game of footy. It's like it's two different cultures. I know it's a marketing ploy from Forex with the postcodes on their on their uh, sleeve. But yeah. they, they play like they're playing for that postcode. No, no, so it's the whole Queensland yeah. type thing. What about... Um, they're still da- motherfuckers. What about Daly Cherry Evans, that chase down? The Daly guy, the guy is 65 years old. Without doubt, the best year he's played, and that chase down was, and that, that was a, you know, that's a turning point. That and who was the big dude, number eight for Queensland? Uh, he got the man of the match. Yeah, that that where he kicked the ball and then, In, oh my goodness! Inside. Let's not talk about it anymore. Something way more important. Ooh. Christopher, you're going to be very excited. You probably already heard because I know you're all over this. Oh yeah, 
Holbrook's been sacked. I saw that. And Desi's the new big man on campus at the Gold Coast Titans. Has he had a haircut? Have you ever, heard, have you ever seen that before? Where a coach gets sacked and they name his replacement in the in the press conference? No, but it's not for this year, though. It's for next year. <laughs> yeah, going, no, hey, Holbrook, just, you're gone. And then, uh, yeah, Desi's coming in next year. So who's coming in now? Oh, it'll be just some rando. One, of the, one of the assistants. Yeah, it'll, be the, it'll be the assistant coach or the guy that coaches the feeder team in um, Burley or whatever. I'll tell you who it's not, Chris. It's not Mal Meninga because he's, he's, uh, he wasn't told. He got a phone call this morning just before the press conference, apparently, and I've just listened to a radio interview with him where he's basically just said, I'm done with the club. And I think that's before they can say, we're done with you. Yeah. No, no more smoking well, finger. He's a what? Um, he's a thief. Uh, he's a thief? <laughs> what? An oxygen thief. Sorry. He stole a few State of Origin trophies. Um, remember, his, remember his political career? Yeah, it only lasted a day, didn't it? Nah, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah, like, yeah, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest speeches of all time. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I reckon that's great news. We might uh, go back into the sponsorship realm of the Titans next year now. Uncle Des is there. Two years too late. Hold, like, I don't know why he stuck, stuck around for so long. No, oh. I, I don't know why they kept him for so long. But anyway, that's some good news that's come out of the Titans camp today. Even better news, and Smokes, I only learnt yesterday off a mate of yours who actually works for me at at, uh, at the yard, 2389 Gold Coast Highway, uh, that he had free tickets to this and didn't go and didn't give them to me, and I nearly sacked him. And that is that uh, Tim Zhu destroys the Mexican rival, Carlos Ocampo, in a violent first-round mauling. Is this Lockie? So Lockie had tickets and, and didn't give them. And Lockie knew that and he didn't go. He knew that all I wanted to do was go and see that fight. Well, it didn't last that long. To be fair, probably well, didn't even worth walking in the 72 door. Seventy-two seconds. Did you watch it, Smokes? Well, I didn't see it live. It wasn't much. It didn't take me much to watch the, the highlights <laughs> and catch up. With it. Seconds. I thought I didn't know what it was. I'm not. I couldn't know if it was a professional boxing fight. If it was a pinata. It was, um, he, he just absolutely bashed him. I love it. That's so, a good one. That was funny for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it, Christopher? No. No, I saw the highlights. Well, you saw the whole fight. The highlights. <laughs> so what's that mean, though, Smokes? Does that mean he now gets a, uh, another title fight, or what happens there? Well, he's already he was already down to fight um, Charlo, who would have been the title fight. Um, that that fell through that fight, um, so he, I think he's just had a fight to stay active. So I'm presuming he'll go back and fight Charlo, or maybe you know there's always a chance with him that he might go up a weight division. Well, Charlo um, apparently that's locked in for October. Charlo is yeah, yeah but Charlo could pull out again. That that's the obvious fight to make. Um, you know, that would be for undisputed at that weight. So, um, yeah, I mean, the guy, the kid, he's an incredible fighter, Tim Zhu. I was fortunate enough to be in um, Sanctum Forge, which is Paul Briggs' gym, which is where Tim Zhu trains. And I watched him do rounds with 10 rounds with Trent Broadhurst, who's a light heavyweight, and then another kid, um, 
can't remember his name, is good up and coming cruiserweight. He did six rounds with each. But these guys are substantially bigger than him, and he bashed them both with the whole 12 rounds. I'm like, this guy's a machine. So, I mean, his dad was a freak. Um, I'm not saying he's in that echelon yet, but he's he's a very talented but Probably the, arguably the best fighter to come out of Australia since um, since since since, since Costi So, um, wow, it's been good, cool. Good bloodlines, I'd say. Yeah, no, but if it was a racehorse, you'd be putting money on it. Yeah. So I what uh, what weight's he fight at? Like, how heavy is he? Um, he's fighting at welterweight. What's he welter, isn't he, at the moment? Or, yeah, he's at, what, 75 like, kilos, right? or is that? Middleweight. He's down there. And he's, he's not. The guys he's fighting are substantially up. So the sparring partner he's fighting is substantially up. I'm not sure if he's the weight he's fighting at either. Might be. Yeah, anyway, whatever. He's, um, I was going to say, I was that weight when I was 12. That's the problem I've got. <laughs> he's, um, but he cuts a lot of weight to get down there. So he will be a multiple division world champion by the time he finishes his career. So, um, yeah. Love it. Love it. And, uh, Chris, uh, what, you're not Christopher, you're Rob. Oh, yeah. Me and Rob went to the footy the other night together. We did. Can I just say too, Brett, yeah. it was an absolute pleasure to go to the footy with you, to go with someone who, whose team didn't win. Yes. But, mate, we just had a good night. We did. We had yeah. a great night. Yeah. But I'm just glad we didn't lose by 100. I just, I just That's what had, I was excited about. Yeah, there's other people I might have gone. Imagine if I had gone to a Carlton game with someone that we used to work with. Yeah, or an Essendon game. No, nah, Chris is He doesn't right give a well. shit either, I no, suppose. No, he's, he's okay. But yeah, now we went and saw the Swans versus uh, the Lions. And uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't that bad, though. It wasn't a great game. No. I mean, both teams were in it for a long time, but yeah, Mighty Lions got over the line for for a game. They and did. Um, friend of local car shop, Darcy, friend of local car <laughs> shop Darcy Wilmot, was um, awarded the Rising Star nomination. There we go. Friend so, of the local car shop. We yeah. love that. Love that indeed. And uh, in the big news, obviously, this week is Exposed Sports. Uh, Holly Saunders has come out with... Have you seen this, Exposed Sports? No. Well, you weren't here. Holly Saunders who's Oscar De La Hoy's missus, yeah. has come out with a new series of sports, similar yeah. to, let's call it the Olympics, Rightio. for topless birds. I used One of my favourite shows used to be Topless Darts on, yeah, or, on Galaxy TV. There you go. Yeah. Or they used to have, uh, in the UK, there used to be a TV channel and they had nude news. Oh, yeah. The, the nude news was classic and they'd yeah. read an article and take off a bit of clothing. Yeah, and, that was it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so exposed sports, um, it's got massive backing. So <laughs> it's going to be in fronting. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to get behind that one, the uh, top of sports league. Yep. Is uh, Meteorate Sports going to be part no. of this? No. Okay. No, no, we don't. No one wants to see Christopher Topless. That's what that comes down to. Okay. <laughs> what else has happened over there, boys? What are you up to sporting-wise this week? Christopher? Um, tomorrow I'm doing a tour of UCLA. Yep. Um, and I think the Red Bull High Performance Centre down near Santa Monica. Well, life's tough, isn't it? Work trip. Yeah. Has it been a good trip? It's uh, Yeah, yeah. We've been, been to a lot of um, universities. Um, and That's the, the sheer size of of their facilities um, is really, really impressive. They 
spend an exorbitant amount of money on trying to um, recruit kids to go there for five or six years. So they don't spare a dollar on, you know, what they provide for them, their gyms, um, their living conditions. Like, it's fucking impressive. You just, you like, said we you, have nothing. You said you just went to... Nothing U- that would compare. You said you went to USC. How amazing yep. are, are the practice facilities there? It's, you know, it puts our stadiums to shame for, you know, an NRL stadium to shame. Well, it's funny because they all, every, every single one I've been to sort of complain about um, how they were outgrown the facility and, like, we went to one and it was fucking amazing and they go, oh, it's it's been around for 10 years so we're halfway through its life we need a new one. And it's like any professional team in Australia would kill to have this facility. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. It's um, it's ridiculous um, the amount. They spend more money on uh, the college stuff than they do the professional stuff as well. Yeah, and a lot of them fly a charter. Like, and when they when they travel to a game, like the the football teams, for example, they travel with like 200, 230 people. <laughs> we'll be lucky to get in the so crowd. It's just, it's just insane. And then when are you back? You're back this Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday morning. Ready, for the, ready for the Seahawks. Sunday oh, afternoon. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a... <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were coming out with me to the um, Ipswich Force. Looks yeah, like, looks that's, like so that's on Sunday, Sunday as well. well. Yeah, yeah, looks like, mate, looks double like booked. yeah, it looks like I'm out there on my own. You're double booked. Oh, well. You'll be right. And what about you, Smokes? Was uh, a couple of games of cricket happening? I, uh, we saw the announcement that you were going to pull oh, yeah. the uh, pads back on as well. I played a game the other day. I played a game on um, last Sunday. I played a game on Sunday, so I did. I, I batted for I think I faced four balls. Uh, I got in in the last over, and uh, I didn't bowl, so a very quiet game for me. So, which, which I was more than happy with because my body is already hurting a little bit over here from well, just just from being old. I'm um, secretly and, praying for a calf injury. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. The thing is, I'm onto it, so I don't move fast enough to actually. Yeah. To be you, fair, neither uh, of us move fast uh, enough uh, either, and we still got the injured. <laughs> so uh, you're just preparing for cricket, are you, mate? Is that what it is? You're getting yourself ready for cricket ball. I am. I am. I'm looking forward to cricket ball. Actually, I think it'll be a good game and probably <laughs> more appropriate for gentlemen of my and your age, Brett. Yeah, fair enough, too. Fair enough. So when uh, what are you doing going on the next test? I'll be going to the next test. Next test is at Lord's, so um, I'm down to go there for four days, the first four days at least of that. So um that that'll be that'll be good. I'm at a game tonight. I'm at Surrey versus Middlesex, which is a big this will be this will be the state of origin of um, English county cricket, you know, two Middlesex's home ground is Lords and Surrey's is the Oval, so the local derby, so that'll be a big, that'll be a full house of the Oval tonight. Be, you know, that is that a T20? T20, yeah. yeah. It's going to be on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, are you, are you commentating yeah. on that We're or are you there. drinking beer? Uh, I'm, I'm there in a social capacity. <laughs> so, uh... Work trip, work trip, yep. Yeah. Put your official beer hat on, mate. Where about you watching the game from? 
Well, the Oval, I actually think the Oval now has two of the best, and I, 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 I acknowledge that I can be very biased towards the Oval, but um, I think it has the two best places in the world to watch rugby. It's a place called Parisian Roof Terrace, which is at the opposite end of the pavilion, and it's a big roof terrace, obviously a big roof terrace, and the name's a giveaway. But um, <laughs> it, but the big, it's an open, open box. Um, but up there they have food, uh, you know, just just the deluxe. I, mean, I think one ticket for the test match up there is a thousand pounds, so a couple thousand um, dollars for a, for a ticket up there. But they've now got a new place. Um, can't remember the name of it, but it's another roof terrace on the same side of the pavilion. And I didn't think you could get better than the than the Corinthian roof terrace, but this one actually looks over London. So you got the view you can choose to watch the cricket, or you can look at the skyline of London. So. Um, and again, the same thing, open air, um, pretty amazing. Is that where you walk up to the so. guy on the door and uh, and they say, sorry, so you don't have a ticket, and you go, well, there's a gate named after me out the front, so you've got to let me in? <laughs> I haven't brought myself to be able to say that yet, but I have thought it's an option. <laughs> I don't think that gives an insight into how arrogant I am, but um, <laughs> I haven't yet, but... Um, I know a few people, a few of the guys who haven't been let in have used similar ones. A couple of the guys that that, that stand is named after me. So, um, <laughs> you got to love that. You, su- you yeah. surely get a seat at the table when that You'd happens. You'd have to. Hey, You'd imagine have to. that, the uh, Rob Vahova Hova Hova Stadium or stand in the stadium. Mm. Yeah, and you couldn't get in. Nah. Here's my ID, mate. It'd be in a Dutch uh, under 12s It'd be, no, pickleball yeah. match. It would be a um, a women's <laughs> hockey venue. Oh, we were for exposed sport. For exposed sport, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm still getting over that. It's yeah, a good no, there you go. It's a good okay, boys. So we're our rugby league tips for the week. We've got the Dragons versus the Warriors. Who you got, Christopher? Warriors. Yeah, I'm going with the Warriors too. Smokes. Warriors. Warriors. The Correct. mighty the mighty Dolphins versus the uh, Eels. Uh, eels. Eels. Smokes? I'm going to go Dolph. Yeah, I'm Finn's up, baby. All the way now that Tommy's out. Um, the Seals won't win another game. Panthers, Knights. Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, I'm going Knights. Just because I can. Storm, Sea Eagles. <laughs> Here we go. The mighty Sea Eagles are up against the Storm. Well, I'm a Storm. storm. I'm a Storm member. You are a Storm member. So, yeah, I've got to go for the Storm. Yeah. I'm going Goes for, to one game. I'm going to the Seagulls, obviously. Goes to one game, was offered a free scarf, Storm member. Here we go. We've got a philosophy that big games matter and if big changes happen to clubs, they matter. And the Titans are playing the Broncos. I'm going to put some money on the Titans. Did you see how many people yeah, have tipped? Yeah, 13 plus. 13 plus. So on the ESPN tipping site... You know how they give you the stats of who's how many people have tipped yeah. a certain team? Ninety eight percent have tipped the Broncos. That's good. And that means I win more money. And the and the Titans are three dollars ten to win the game. Love that. You got smokes, Titans or Broncos? Well, you even have to ask. <laughs> but saying that, there's always that there's that theory when some people get a new coach. Yeah, I agree. Um, that they they often get that you know that initial euphoria of the of the appointment, but still, I think. Broncos. Well, Rob's just brought up a... Sorry, go. Going, going, 
going going back on that, uh, who was it who said before when we were talking that uh, I think it was Chris said um, when they um, they they got rid of the last coach that they've announced something that <laughs> usually they said oh even if they know who they're going to get they usually wait say oh we 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 you know we're conducting a um, a thorough search. <laughs> yeah, going through uh, a process. We got rid of this guy, and we've been speaking to other people in anticipation. Of, and here he is, like it's incredible. I've never seen. But, but we're not going to wheel him out till next year. Yeah, we're exactly. <laughs> but it's quite funny. Rob's just showed me a, a little thing here that um, Holbrook's Ooh, coming we out. We got his cock out. Hey, Holbrook, what's it say, Rob? It says, "I can't. I just can't believe it. I feel awful." Totally gutted. I did not see this coming at all. That's what I'm pissed off about. That's come from Holbrook. We lost Holyoke. But, yeah, Holbrook didn't know what was going on. Well, that's right. He well, should... he's fucking delusional. He... he has to be because we've been saying it for at least two years. And he proved he didn't know what was going on by how the way he coached. Yeah, that's a fair call too. The players hate him. I hear he's going to be New South Wales' new coach. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be surprise me. Why are they fucking going? Oh, look at Chris's head. Well, oh, Chris just, got... just grew. Uh, last one, Rabbits, Cowboys. Well, we got Rabbits, Cowboys. Uh, Rabbit. Yeah, I think I went the Rabbits. Yes, yeah, you're going to put uh, their hooker in the centres. That's a really good move. Unbelievable. Yeah. Let's be angry. There's another well, game, though. I'm still angry. Who? There's another game, the Rooters and the Raiders. No. Oh, is it? Yeah. Who's who's going to win that? The Rooters. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Go the milk. Up the milk. Up the milk. Up the milk. Anyway, boys, I think it's time for us to say farewell to you and all our friends. I went to I went to Carney's today. Oh, was it good? It was. It was real good. Have you good ever been to Carney's? No. Carney's is a um, a railway train. Railway train? Yeah, train. That's the middle of West Hollywood there. Yeah. And it serves burgers and hot dogs and things. Oh, what's the other hot dog and, place oh, in Hollywood there? Super. What's that hot dog place that looks disgusting and you go in there and you get these hot dogs that are amazing? No idea. Carnies, maybe. don't know. They've got one in Vegas as well. I've been to In-N-Out a couple of times. Oh, I yeah. I love a good In-N-Out. Nothing beats in a good In-N-Out. Don't we all? <laughs> How's the trip been, mate? You loving it? Yeah, good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun. I remember the first time you um, went to LA, you said how much you hated it. And then next time you went, you go, oh, it's actually not that bad. No, no, that's not true. I said I assumed that I would hate it. Oh, assumed. Sorry, that's right. You assumed. So you haven't hated it? You've enjoyed it? I still hate the traffic. The traffic traffic sucks, Dick. Yeah. Um, But driving at night is awesome. Like one, it took us 50 minutes to get somewhere the other day during the day, and then at night time it was 20. So... (laughs) It's ridiculous. Have you been out? Have you seen uh, John Yim from Lakers fame yet? No, no. So they're they're um, they have a few people uh, um, from the draft in this this week. So we're supposed to go there, I think Tuesday, and the Lakers cancelled on us. So I think they're making some big moves in the draft and um, during free agency because oh, they've okay. they've shut. But, so they don't want any outsiders. Listen, um, but I went to a Blink-182 concert. How was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Where was really, that? really good. Yeah, uh, a place called BMO Stadium. Nice. Yeah, it's in the uh, right next to USC. Oh, okay. Wicked. 
What's your big news, Rob? Um, about the NBA with uh, Paul Zingas becoming a Celtic today. Oh, that's a, that's a weird one, isn't it? It is. Marcus Smart goes to the Grizzlies. What's going on with Zion? Yeah. Where's he going to go? No idea. Because there's a big move on Zion we're oh. hearing. Because I was watching. Yeah, it, it, it happened today. That's what? I, I, the the rumours were that um, on or Thursday US he'll have a new team. Zion will. Yeah, because they're trying to get up the yep. um, up the, the draft list. The draft yeah. list. Because I was watching a uh, draft yeah. a draft special mock draft thing. Yeah, and they were talking about um, they showed the draft order and they said forget this because there are going to be some serious moves in this draft. Wow. So I, I, yeah. I dare say without the top couple. I think, oh, Victor um, won't. Victor will go Did to the Did you see Spurs. his pitch? No. He had the first pitch yeah. in the Yankees game and it's gone over there somewhere. Yeah. It was an absolute atrocious throw. That's, that just proves he's a good basketballer. Yeah, indeed. Big hands. I went to the NFL headquarters today. The where? The NFL headquarters. How was that? Or their, their West their West Coast. Uh, where am I? Yeah. I'm on the West Coast. Coast, yeah, West Coast office. Um, fucking incredible. Really? Um, yeah, it's right next to SoFi Stadium. Yep. On, in this nondescript building. It just looks like a normal office building. And then you go inside and it's, like, seriously impressive. It's going to be hard for him to come back here, isn't he? I think, he's, I think I'll go on the next one. You'll go on the next one? Yep. Rob's work trip? Yep. Oh, that sounds like a bloody good idea. Done. Anyway, let's wrap this up for the day and then we'll keep Christopher on and talk to him for a bit afterwards after the show. Are we going to talk, talk about the submarine? We all live in a white man's submarine. What? Why? No. We're missing. Where's the, yeah, miss the point. Where's the sport in that? Um, I don't know.